Good evening. Welcome to Kitchen Radio. That was the Red Hot Chili Peppers singing Under the Bridge. I'm here with my special guest, Laurie May. Hello. And uh, although we're not doing chilies, I don't think we might get into chilies, but we're really doing... I think we'll, yeah, we'll touch on chili. Capsicum, sweet peppers, chilies. What else do you call them? Is that all the names we've yeah, got? Yeah, all things peppers. All th- capsicums are growing okay here at the moment. I went into the community mm. garden and I've got some photos of capsicums actually growing. Mm. Uh, they're a little bit expensive in the supermarket, but they're still uh, $8.80 a kilo. What do you think, Laurie May? Is that... Um, I think it's... I don't know. I think it's quite a lot. I I try and grow them where I can or get them on sale, you know, when you yeah. can get like the bag of them. For, uh, oh, it's great when you can do that. For a couple yeah. of dollars. But uh, yeah, no, mine are growing. I can't seem to get them very big. They're still quite small, yeah. but they're, they're really tasty. Yeah. What mm. do you like about capsicum? I love a lot of things about capsicum. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds weird. I love capsicum. Um, I hate, I can tell you the way I hate capsicum, which is um, my sister makes this salad and she makes like the same salad and has made the same salad since we were, we were kids. And it's just right. lettuce with ch- big, thick chunks of, of red capsicum yeah. and then big, huge squares of cheese. Yeah. And then it's like that salad. And yeah. I'm like, no, no that's don't do that. So sad. Um, There's so many things sad. you can. And we're going to talk about lots of things you can do with capsicum and peppers yeah. today. But we're also going to talk about your amazing travels in Slovenia. And I think they tie in. I mean, Absolutely. of course they do. Yeah. They do. It's all, it's all, it's all yeah, there. Yeah. It's Peppers. all there, yeah. Um, you know what I love about capsicum? I love the crunch, you know. Mm. I really love that crunch. But then I also like when you cook them and they're soft and mushy. So no, I like oven roasting them yeah. and getting that skin, that really nice blackened skin yeah. and then peeling it off and it's that really sweet caramel yeah, taste. Yeah, so, mm. it is so sweet, you know. Um, what do you look for when you're buying a capsicum, Laurie May? Or a pepper? Um, depending on what I'm getting, you know, if, yeah. it's, your, if it's your regular um, reds or greens, uh, which I love my, my green uh, okay. capsicums or peppers, you know, with, with goat. Yeah. A lot of goat meat. Um, and I, I like to make sure they've got a nice firm skin, not too many blemishes. I'm looking at a capsicum right now yeah. and I'm like, mm, it's got a yeah, few dents. You, you might need to give <coughs> me a score on that selection, I think. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like the uh, – and depending on the one, I like the nice – Kind of the fat ones. Oh, okay. You don't. You go for more chunky, of a fatter one as opposed to a like longer, a chunky one. capsicum. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're looking here at a green capsicum and a red capsicum, and then a banana. What is it? They call a banana all those long, yeah. yellow ones. I got banana that from peppers. Food for Alice, so that's grown locally. I'd call that a pepper. Yeah, that is. That's yeah. a banana pepper. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe yeah. so too. Yeah, that's um, what we call yeah. them anyway, because they're yellow. Let's call them that. <laughs> And they're fantastic and they're, uh, they're grown at the community gardens yeah. um, and there's heaps of them at the moment. I've been getting them every Saturday. Yeah, I just love them fresh. I just chop them up really roughly in a salad. That's how I eat them. What about you, Laurie May? I cook mine in a Turkish dish called menemen mm-hmm. uh, and it's something that um, Nico and I love having for breakfast. Okay. So you just chop up all your green peppers, nice and fresh on a Saturday morning. These, these yellow ones? The yellow ones, sorry. Okay, yep, sure. sorry, the yellow peppers and then lots of onion. Uh, and then I just um, fry and some ham or bacon if you mm. want. I like bacon in there. Um, and you don't have to. Uh, and then you put it through the pan and then you crack in some uh, canned it's, tomato, oh, tomato yep. first. And so you've got like a nice simmery, tomato-y, capsicum-y 
a peppery dish, mm. uh, and then I just toss in some scrambled eggs before they're you know while they're raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cook them in the yeah in the actual sauce. mixture itself. Mm. Oh, really and does good. it have to be these peppers? Could you use capsicum or you can use green capsicum? I would yeah. never use red capsicum okay. in it because that would totally change the sure. the flavor. Because the, they're not really interchangeable, are they? Like a green capsicum, so. even though a green capsicum is a green red capsicum. They, they have totally different flavours and you'd use them mm. – I use them totally in totally different ways. Except if you're my sister in that salad, of then course. you can use whatever you want in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I definitely prefer my um, prefer my green capsicums to be yeah. cooked with with a nice goat meat and then mm. my yellow peppers in the menamen and the red ones in all kinds of other things. Yeah. Mm. I always use a piece of green capsicum in my pasta sauces, particularly in Amatriciana. So mm. I'll put it in there when I'm frying my onions and garlic. Oh. Um, and so and I'll make sure it, it, it's mushed up. And then towards the end, I actually pull it out. So you end up with this flavour of green capsicum, but you don't actually end up with the vegetable itself. That, mm. You might think it's a bit of a waste, but I also eat it before I serve it so I eat that you know that's my little treat as a cook that's one of my favorite pasta dishes too so I've never done that I'll definitely give it a go yeah it's a great thing to do did you know just a little bit of information that uh, peppers we'll call them all peppers or capsicum first uh, are native to Mexico Central America and also to northern South America and they actually came to Spain in 1493 but their use dates back to 6000 BC like Mm. It's a really long time that humans mm. have been eating capsicum, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't until the, what, 19... I'm going to go out on a limb and say 1939 yeah, that, it, what's it called, the Hungarian yeah. scientist yeah. found the properties of oh. um, of vitamin C in a, a paprika or a pepper. There you go, yeah. Mm. I've got here that it was in terms of Hungary, and we're getting a nice sort of link into Slovenia <laughs> here, that the mild bell cultivar was actually, um, sorry, the pepper, the mild pepper cultivar was actually developed in 1920s in Hungary. Mm. So the yeah. Hungarians of, uh, the, the, you know, and the former Yugoslavian Republic have had a, a long association with peppers mm. and paprika well, absolutely i love the story of how the scientist i can't remember his name it's it's stent sense I, I can't pronounce mm-hmm. it i'm pretty sure his name's stents um how he decided to he was running all these tests on all these different fruits and vegetables uh, trying to figure out uh what the vitamin c properties you know mm-hmm. were in certain things and if you could extract it and if things were higher than the other uh and then his wife served him um paprika for dinner a whole paprika yeah. a raw one yep. and he didn't want to eat it and he was trying to think of a way to get out of not eating it mm-hmm. and so he said aha i've got to go and do a s- experiment on it but he would have said it in you know hungarian yeah and so he got out of eating his pep- and then and found it was had one of the highest, highest concentrates of um vitamin c of vitamin c mm. um and but it's got this other thing did you know about this other thing that it's got and it's called like capsicum Where capsaicin yeah mm. yeah capsaicin is the um i can't remember what it's got the property um of it that that assists in healing yeah um it's anti-inflammatory is anti not anti-inflammatory sorry it's antibiotic um well what Antiseptic. i've got here that the capsaicin well they've got the capsaicin is technically a neurotoxin Mm. And it actually um, stimulates the adrenal glands to release hormones. So it mm. gives you this sort of energy rush. So that's like mm. when people have chilies. And mm. yeah, I once, uh, many years ago, I taught adult literacy in Melbourne and I had a, a student from Calabria and he wouldn't eat anything without bird's eye chilies next to him. And he would eat 
Um, he's pasta everything and at the same time he would eat bird's eye chilies. He would sweat profusely but wouldn't eat anything. I think maybe desserts he would but any savoury dish without bird's eye chilies. Mm. Um, actually, I was in Queensland recently and my brother lives in the uh, south of the Gold Coast and he showed me someone had given him a large quantity of bird's eye chilies and he said, oh, what should I do with these? And I was like, oh, I'll make you a hot chilli sort of sauce. So I went online and I looked and I it was a lot. It was a large quantity. And I started to get a little bit excited and mm. I, I wanted to sort of, I wanted to strain it. And so what I did was I actually, you know, got it with some muslin and, and I didn't have gloves and oh I used no. my hands and I was just <laughs> getting into it and I was, and it looked, it was, it was so hot. It's the hottest thing I've ever eaten afterwards. I couldn't like mm. eat it. And then um, like about half an hour later I was sitting there and suddenly my, my hand started tingling <laughs> and tingling and it was a couple of hours before I could get that heat from my hands. I was putting my hands in ice buckets. Mm. So just a word of warning. I know we've moved very quickly to chilies and away from capsicum, but um, you do need to be quite careful if you're handling lots and lots of chilies. You are absolutely not alone there. Yeah. I've done it with the green chilies. I've like got a really strong ones in Darwin. Yeah. I used to grow them and I made this really amazing chilli sauce and cut everything by hand. I had to go to sleep with little ice packs on yeah. my fingers. <laughs> And, I, and then you forget and then a couple of years later you might do it again. Well, yeah. I would. I, I know so I've done long. this so many times and I don't know how many times I need to sort of remember that. Yeah. But there are so, so many types of chilies and capsicums mm. and pepper and they're all part of that same family. And, you know, some of them even change name. I mean, I know that what, what the, um, you know, in the US they, they refer to some peppers here that we don't necessarily get yeah um, and they don't call they call capsicums peppers too that's sweet, a red yeah pepper. sweet pepper yeah yeah, yeah. i just so i get a bit really, confused yeah it is a little bit confusing and i must admit i get a little bit confused when a lot of recipes call for specific chilies which you don't always get here in alice springs and i, I must mm. admit i will just reach for the nearest chili fresh chili that i've got in most recipe, mm. recipes some than, summers though have you uh, at coles they have a chili station oh really but it's yeah. only ever for like one month or yeah. sometimes less um over summer okay i haven't seen it this year uh, might have happened while i was away Possibly, but yeah. um and it has about seven or eight different varieties of chilies that you never get yeah so it must just be their seasonal produce they're growing really well you know obviously yeah. over summer and and they um they put a little stand up a chili stand a chili stand yeah, yeah. I've I had mean, it for seen it for a few okay. years I but I haven't seen it yeah. but um but that you did make a point there about it being in summer and it is another um something that grows really well in summer and it does grow well here but it does need a little bit a little bit of work you mm. know Laurie I struggle to find really hot fresh chilies here in Alice Springs do oh, you would you agree with me mine are intense but that's your personal ones oh, my but personal I'm not ones, yeah. yeah exactly but <coughs> I'm not mm. growing chilies at home but if you're actually buying chilies I, I often buy chilies at you know you know premium peed or IGA and I get home and they're, they're just, just not hot them. enough you can eat them exactly and that's really disappointing I find the hottest ones that I've been getting uh have either been at Ling's or at the sure, um yep. Uh, the Thai shop okay, yep. uh, over in Saturday. So they get them, uh, I think it like it's Wednesday or Thursday from Darwin um, and you can get like the little bags of them. Yeah, that's true. I do tend to sneak them down when I go to Darwin. I go to the markets. Yeah, and but I think we're in the same state. I think that's okay, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> Just ignore the sign at the airport. Yeah, we're all in the same state here. We can bring whatever we want. Mm, I eat them straight away. <laughs> um. So what? Let's talk about some recipes. 
Mm. What about uh, if we talked about green capsicum? Your favourite recipe with green capsicum? Oh, you were talking about with goat. Yeah, I do a really simple thing where I slow cook a goat. You know, whenever you get the, it's usually Saturday mornings. You can get a a goat shoulder at um at Milner's. Miller. Yeah, and I slow just salt and pepper. Slow cook in the oven for about four hours or f- maybe six, however long, and then I shred it. You know, pull it so mm-hmm. it's pulled goat. Very pulled fancy. Goat, yeah. um, sound very hipster. Me and my pulled goat. <laughs> um, and then I just uh, thinly slice up the green peppers, fry them up in the wok, and yeah. then I add the shredded goat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I um, a bit of garam masala powder, salt and pepper, and a bit of ground fenugreek. Um, oh, wow. Really simple. It's And then just a tiny bit of water so that yeah. it doesn't end up getting too dry. Um, and so it is kind of more of a dry curry rather than a, like a sauce mm-hmm. um, or it's a fry up. Yeah, Yeah. well, it's more like it is, yeah. it is like a curry. It sort of seems yeah. to have some of the qualities of a curry. Mm. I think we could call that a curry. That sounds great. Yeah, it's really good. I just make a whole heap of it in bulk and then I cook up a lot of rice and I package it up and freeze mm. it in the uh, deep freeze for work lunches. If you, uh, I also make like a really nice mango chutney, summer mangoes, mm. uh, a mango chili chutney and that just goes perfectly with it not too much sort of capsicum chili in the I, no because you've got the 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 chili in the um in the mango chutneys yep. is more of the the bird's eye chili yep. so you've got that flavor uh which works really nice as a, a you know condiment on top of a, a yeah. green capsicum oh, that dish wonderful hmm. um well i've given my favorite green capsicum which is my amatriciana um mm. Let's move on to red capsicums. The really look at that one. Look at the colour of that. Isn't it so beautiful? It makes me want to wear red lipstick. I I'm kind of upset. I didn't me today. Too. I I'm think like, oh. maybe when we sing a song, we can. Uh, when we <laughs> sing, we're not going to sing a song. Maybe if we. I think I've only got purple lipstick in my bag. I'll put it on. That's what we do when we play songs. Yeah, we put on lipstick. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, Red capsicum. I actually really enjoy making a vegetarian lasagna. Really simple and just dice up my red capsicum and my onion. Lots of garlic. Fry it up. Add tomatoes, chickpeas. Mm. Um, and oh. then that just goes as like the, the meat, I guess, yep. in, your, in your vegetarian lasagna that you layer with you know, kale and yeah. basil and all kinds of good things. Um, and what about you were saying before you do the roasted capsicum? Um, do you do that with both? Red and green capsicum? No. Just the red. I, I, I would only do it with, with the no. red. Yeah, yeah just red. me too, yeah. I don't know why. Ooh, that's weird. Yeah, I know. <laughs> sure, um, it's fine. Because Stephanie talks about, you know, skinning your capsicum. And certainly if you're making roasted um, capsicum, I would skin it. But I wouldn't skin my capsicum for anything else. No, that seems... Very hard. It seems unnecessary. <laughs> How do you skin? No, the idea when you roast it, it bubbles off. So yeah. it just peels off. It's easy. Yeah. But skinning, uh, no, that no, seems ridiculous. It's very hard. Um, and of it's course, like people you know, who peel eggplant. Yeah. Do you do that thing where you can, after you've roasted it, so you've got it nice and charred and you could put it, you put it in a plastic bag or you put it in a, a cloth or a saucepan with a heavy lid on. So it just sweats a little bit and then the skin is a little bit easier to take off. Haven't that's done a little, that That's a little cooking tip, yep. Well, I'll give it a go. Yeah, it does make yeah. it a lot easier. I think I just roast them to the point where you can't possibly be roasted anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I make a sofrito and I've got some here and I'm going to give mm. you a taste of it. Um, so a sofrito is fried, lots of fried onions and garlic and then you add your capsicum with some tomato and a little bit of paprika and that's um the recipe i've got you cook it for three hours without adding any water and with the lid off that doesn't work so i still cook it for about three hours um 
but I do keep the lid off. I add a little bit of water. And what I really like to use it in sometimes if I'm making rolls and I want I don't want to put tomato, but I want to put like a capsicum flavour. Mm. And also with paella, I would eat that with paella. And I suppose just in a pasta sauce. Yeah, can I give you a try? You can um, give me. A, or do you keep, most sofritos yeah. have celery in them. Oh, that's and a different. There's two sofritos. Just wanted to check if yours has celery no. in it first, because I'm actually allergic to celery. No, no celery. Look, oh, when I did my wrist. There was a, there was that one sofrito, mm. which is in fact celery and onion and garlic, and mm. then there was another one, which is a capsicum sofrito, which is actually different spelling. Yeah, well. and because diff- different countries have their own, own versions sofrito, of it, which is, is that yeah. kind of your, your base, really. Mm. It's that, that base to a lot of dishes, and so this is essentially the base to a, a paella and for a lot of. I and think, this Spanish is definitely cooking. not a French uh, no. version of it because the French ones always have celery in them. Yeah, yeah, no, no yeah. celery. Oh, no good. celery. Oh, then I can try. You can have a try. Okay. <laughs> I have my weird food allergies. <laughs> you go to the doctor and they say, "What are you allergic to?" And I'm like, uh, "Celery." Such a weird one. Oh, looks lovely. Yeah, I, I make up quite a lot of it. And when oh, I, um, oh, my goodness, that smell. And it's so sweet. Like red capsicum is mm. so sweet. It like must have a sugar content in it that's quite high. I reckon I put a little bit too much tomato in it. But really? um, still, I think it's nice. Mm. This is live tasting on Kitchen Radio, 8CCC, 102.1 FM in Alice Springs and in Tennessee. It is live tasting and mm. I actually started to like drool a little bit as I was eating oh. it, which is weird, but yeah, that's really good. It's I kind all of those sweet things together. Mm. It is a bit mushy, but I quite like that. Oh, no. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Mm. I would, yep. Okay. Do and you didn't bring me a jar to take home? Uh, it's in my fridge at home. <laughs> I'll be dropping it off to you at work. I think I owe you for a jar of honey. So oh. I'll be, mm. Are you okay to do a swap, Laurie Mae? Absolutely. Okay. I love swapping. It's yours. Thank you. Okay. That sounds amazing. Um, now, what we haven't talked about were... Well, if we just move on from capsicum to paprika. <laughs> Which is kind of the same thing. <laughs> We've moved on from just, one pepper to another. No, but one's <laughs> a spice and one's a vegetable. So we're looking at the spice version of um, capsicum. Mm. Do you use paprika much? I do. Uh, and obviously I know we're going to uh, talk about my travels. But yeah. on my travels, uh, Nico was very keen on making sure that he brought home all the different types of – because there's not just paprika. I think that's the thing I wasn't prepared for. I was like, oh, yeah, paprika. You've got smoked paprika or you've got paprika, paprika. Um, I would don't ever say that to a Hungarian. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's so many different types, and so he did all the all the Google Translate yep. and got the research, and we've my cupboard is just full of paprika. Oh wow! I mean, even mm. I will buy a you know like a sweet and a mild and a smoked. So I've normally got about three types of paprika, mm. but you're saying there's many many different types of paprika mm. other than those three. Yeah, for different uh, dishes. So the um you know you've got your the idea of the Hungarian uh, goulash, goulash, which yeah. is. Which is not what we think Hungarian. No. What goulash? What we grew up with in Australia yep. is goulash was mm. more of a stew, uh, which is called something totally different in uh, in Hungary. Um, Bogrash. Uh, it's it's know? like a, it's, yeah, bog, um, but then a bogrash in Slovenia is something totally different again, yeah. but similar. Yeah. But they you know totally different. But the goulash is a soup. Uh, so when it's that's that's just goulash is soup. It's not yeah. goulash soup. It's just goulash is soup. And then the other thing that we call goulash is a meat stew. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. So I, I showed you a picture here. I've got mm. this really, really old time life cookbook. Um, it's the great cooking cookbook. of the Viennese Empire, and there's this beautiful picture of um, of goulash. Mm. And I was I was um, cooking this from when I was about twelve or thirteen, and I just wanted Laurie May to affirm that it is like a traditional um, goulash, and it's. It's a stew with rather large lumps of meat, but then lots mm. and lots of liquid in it. Which is a stew. A stew, Not right. a soup. Which is, we're so going to get on to that. Yeah. Um, so before we start talking about your travels mm. in Slovenia. Um, and Hungary. And Hungary. We might introduce that part of the show with a little Ooh. bit of music. Yeah. So do you want to talk about this track? This is the Lay Lay Lay, is that right? Or Le, Yeah, Lay Lay Lay, or I would say Lej 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 because I'm not great with um, Slovenian language. Uh, I know a little, I know I know swear words in Slovenian, so um uh, I I spent a long time um, working with a Slovenian radio when I worked in radio in Uganda, um, I, my producer was Slovenian. Uh, and so we spent a year holed up in this tiny little studio. And so the only uh, time he ever spoke in Slovenia was when he was swearing. And so that's why I'm quite proficient in <laughs> profanity <laughs> in Slovenian. But uh, but that's about it. Um, wow. But the band's called Siddhartha. They were f- uh, it's like an alternative um, alt-rock band that st- formed in like 1995. Um, okay. And they're still playing today. Okay. They're one of the most popular bands in Slovenia. Okay, let's go. Hmm. We're actually playing this on YouTube, which is kind of interesting. Sorry Ooh. about that little bit at the end. It happens when you're playing <coughs> off YouTube and VLC player and all sorts of things. Hmm. So, Slovenia, Laurie May. Where mm. is Slovenia? See... I didn't actually know that Slovenia was a thing <laughs> until <laughs> 2008. Okay. Uh, and I was 24 and yep. I was the first time I went to work in Uganda as a journalist uh, and I was working for a S- Slovenian organisation, mm-hmm. uh, like a, this guy, mm. Slovenian guy, who uh, set up this um, this uh, journalism and media centre in the southwest and mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I, I figured out. I was like, oh, what's Slovenia? Um, and so it is, uh, it is, um, so it's, it's <laughs> <coughs> sorry, so it's just north of uh, Italy. So you've got like Italy. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you've got Austria to the uh, left, to the east. Yes. Uh, and then you've got, um, what is it, uh, Croatia to the right. And then you've got this tiny little country called Slovenia. Uh, and then that, uh, you know, as at the top of Slovenia, uh, it borders along with um, with Hungary. And was it part of the um, the former Yugoslavia? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I always get mixed up with Slovakia and Slovenia. Mm. Occasionally I've gone to Google and worked out the difference, but the information doesn't seem to be retained by me, maybe by other people. Yeah, so Slovakia is on the other side. So okay. when you've got Slovenia and then you've got Hungary and then it, when you, if you want to go from Hungary to the Czech Republic, you go through Slovakia, okay. which is what we, we did on the train. Okay, so you spent a little bit of time in Switzerland and then you went to Slovenia. Yeah, staying with uh, Nico's family, visiting them in Switzerland, um, which was wonderful. Um, uh, and then, yeah, and then we went to Slovenia because obviously I made lots of Slovenian friends over the years working in Africa. Yeah. Which, uh, 
As you do. As you do. <laughs> I know. Uh, and I was always like, I loved it. I went there the first time in 2010 uh-huh. um, to visit some friends originally. And I just always wanted to take Nico there because it's such a, it, it is kind of bizarre in a way. Like Slovenians are um, uh, a really, really fascinating um, people. And I wanted to take Nico to see some of the places where I'd been already and see a couple of new places and visit some of my very old and very dear um, friends. So you were there in the middle of winter Mm. um, and you stayed in a village. Can you tell me about that village and what was special about it? Yeah. So we, well, we we came in through um, Bled, which is this amazing lake, Lots of castles, beautiful. And then we went to the capital, uh, Ljubljana, and stayed there for a week with some friends. And then we ended up in a village called Lendava. Um, so Lendava is the most r- northern village uh, in Slovenia and it borders, it's like, I don't know, a half hour drive from all the borders, um, Hungary, Austria um, okay. and Croatia. So it's right. Like, like the Kintor. Yeah, the second tour of Europe. Um, and it's it's strange. Like my friend said, oh, you know, yeah, it'd be great. You can come and stay here on my vineyard. And so when someone says that to you, you think, ooh. Well, that sounds amazing. That sounds posh. Yeah. Um, but it's not. It's the opposite <laughs> of posh. So it's, it's, it's just so amazing. It's very rustic. Yep. It's a rustic old village. Um, there's only about 2,500 people there. Uh, it's very... Oh, Slavic, I mm-hmm. suppose. Uh, and so the and, and very muddy because obviously winter and they don't have snow at the moment. When it has snow, I've seen photos of it. Yep. It looks very magical. Yeah. But uh, because of climate change, they haven't had any snow. And so it's just like this muddy, gross yeah. kind of quagmire. Um, and with the most amazing Riesling you've, okay. ever, you've ever tasted. And so everyone lives in these um, little houses with their parents. Everyone, if you haven't moved to the city for work, you yep. stay at home and live with your parents your aging parents and you just drink okay um and that's and eat amazing food so some of the um the dishes Voiko, my friend Voiko, who lives there um we would wake up you know 10 a.m or 11 a.m and he would have made something amazing for us sure so so tell me about you've talked a little bit you told me before about just that the, the importance or the you know of alcohol i mm. suppose just in terms of people's sort of general consumption of calories each day well um, in i mean the national anthem for slovenia is a drinking song okay the national anthem goes you drink one oh, i can't remember i can't remember the exact translation but it's like you drink one for your friend and you drink one for your mother and you drink to your fallen mm. comrades and you drink 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 is pretty much the and um of course theme of the national anthem that everyone's making this oh. alcohol at home mm. as well so like people aren't spending a lot of money no. On alcohol. So, so they've made Riesling. And what about any other? Do, what about a schnapps? Do they make a local so, schnapps? Yeah. <laughs> Slivovitz. Uh, so much Slivovitz. Um, so it's it's really amazing. They have a lot of pears um, in that region as well. So yep. they make a lot of pear Slivovitz, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of like a really strong um, schnapps, I guess. Or a um, grappa or it's something. Kind of, yeah, yeah, kind of like in that sort of vein and it's so strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you have that first thing in the morning, you have your Whoa. shot of to, to, to get, get, going. get going in the morning. <clears throat> well, you know, it, it kind of gets rid of the Riesling hangover. Really. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was, it was amazing. We, um, yeah, everybody, you know, come around to my friend's house and yeah. bring their bottle of like, oh, this is from my... You know, my farm and the next person comes, this is from my yard. And so we were like, oh, okay. And Nico and I were a little bit 
um, overwhelmed at first, yeah. but we got into the hang of it. So people aren't drinking alcohol with food. It's just like you're drinking alcohol as one, as one of the sort of, you know, the meal sort of of the day or one of the no, I mean, regular the food intervals works of the day. around it. Okay. So um, we had this really amazing dish. I, c- I can't remember what it's called, but it's a New Year's Day dish. So yep. and it's for after you've had your New Year's Eve party mm-hmm. and you've had your leg of prosciutto, um, the next day or the next few days after New Year's, you cook up this dish, which is like a stuffed cabbage leaf filled with a whole lot of pork uh, mints and beef mints and also the leftover prosciutto oh, is wow. sliced up and in it and it's in tomato and capsicums and peppers. Yeah. Um, and then you and then it sits in the in the pan for three hours yeah. and then you eat it and it's, it's wow. really nice. I, um, I've never been a fan of slow cooked cabbage, but this yeah. dish is very good. It's, and are, the, are they like small cabbage rolls, like a little bit? Bigger than Dormata or no, big? No, they're big, fat, so you get like a big – and yep. you just eat one and it's like, yeah. a, like a massive plate of food. Because um, is, is pork the main meat there as well? Um, oh, not so much. Okay. I think it's, yeah, beef. Yep. Beef, pork, beef, yeah. beef and pork, yeah. And, so the, and then after that you – uh, so after you eat that dish, yep. then you drink your Riesling with that. That's the sort of dish you drink Ooh, Riesling. Oh, that sounds nice. But then when you go out for Bograš, for example, yes. uh, Bograš, you start with your, your pear uh, slivovitz. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so that's called the appetizer. So okay. you, we're, at the, we're at the place where you, the best place to eat the, the Bograš. So here's the appetizer. Um, and then, you know, and then you have to have another one and then you have another one and then you have your bograš okay. uh, and then you have your Riesling with your bograš. <laughs> and, and during the day, like just for a drink, like you wouldn't dr- necessarily – in the day you wouldn't necessarily drink like too many straight glasses of okay. Riesling. You, it's like a it's like a it's a Riesling shandy. Okay. So it's a really good quality mineral water. Yeah. Half and half with your Riesling. Wow. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm feeling like some Riesling right now, but I'm also a feeling... Dry, it's dry. It's not like oh, ours. Yeah. yeah. I'm also feeling like some bug rush. So I wonder oh. if you could describe it to me. Not necessarily the cooking, but what, what, oh, the, yeah. what the food, what the <clears throat> tasting experience is like. Bug rush is about the cooking. That's the thing. You can't actually differentiate the two because okay. how a bog rush is made is, is very crucial. So it's a three meat dish. Okay. So and, and equal parts. Okay. So you have a third of beef, a third of pork, and then a third of the meat is a wild meat. Okay. Uh, so it's either venison because um, they have a lot of deer um, or wild pig. Okay. I have I have been throwing around the idea. I thought oh, you could make an Australian one yeah, with, with kangaroo, kangaroo or yeah. I thought that'd be interesting um, or some nice um, buffalo from Top End. Um, so then you uh, you cook all the meats after mm-hmm. you cook up a lot of onion, yep. a lot of paprika, a lot yeah. of um, capsicum and peppers, uh, and tomato, and then and then the meat, and then you put it all together, yeah. and it has to be cooked in a big uh, cast iron pan over an open flame. So okay. it needs to be cooked in a cauldron essentially. Yeah. If you cook it on the stove or in the oven, it's not they won't consider that a bog Okay. Rush. So it's got a lot of stock or a lot of water <coughs> as well. No, not really. It's okay. quite thick. But yeah, there is yeah. stock in But it's it. still a soup rather than you've got it's lots of It's a stew. Yeah. It's more of a stew than okay. a soup. Oh, it's a yeah, – okay. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, and potatoes. It has okay. potatoes in it as well. Yeah. Because it is that thing that marks sort of goulash, I suppose, or bograche from anything else is back to our theme ingredient. It, mm. They just don't have a little bit of paprika in them. They have a lot of paprika. Yeah. It's, like, a, it's a lot. Yeah. Like even this recipe that I've always used has three tablespoons. And I can remember when I first used it, I was like, no, that's not right. But <laughs> it actually is right. To get that flavour right, you need to add a lot of paprika. 
There's there's a lot, and then uh, at every table that you go to, you, instead of your salt and pepper shakers, yep. you've got your your, your salt and paprika. Yeah. So then you put more on there, and then somebody comes out and says, uh, you know, it's hot, it's hot, and yeah. I'm, it's not that hot, but okay. Do they serve the bugwash with extra chili if you mm. want it? Okay. Yeah, that's the extra extra paprika. Uh, that's the extra paprika. Oh, mm. so instead of pepper, you've got caps- you've got hot paprika. Mm. Wow. And what about bread? Is it served with um, any local bread? Um. Not where we were, so okay. it didn't come with. Or maybe it did. I don't know. I can't eat bread, so I probably okay. chewed, I probably just blanked the bread out. Yeah. Um, I, I would have to check with Nico if he ate. Bread. Oh yeah, I could imagine dipping it into that sauce. That's what <laughs> it I would is, like. And it has a fennel in it too. Bogrash okay. actually has fennel seeds. Oh in wow! That's so like I was trying to remember. There's a certain flavour that I, I was thinking. Oh, oh I love fennel seeds. Does it actually have mm. capsicum in it Mm-mm. as well? So back to our. Yeah. Theme ingredient. What a great, you know, connection we've got there between <coughs> mm. Slovenia and capsicum. Yeah, there's so there's absolutely you know heaps of it in in a lot of the cooking and it's yeah, just, yeah, gorgeous food, gorgeous and food. Do you think the um, there's more alcohol consumed there during winter to keep warm? Uh, maybe it's just my friends. Yeah, um, <laughs> because I think they just drink too much. Like we spent a few days there, and then. I remember we caught the train um, to Hungary and I cried uh, because I was so hungover. Okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't do this. I did worry about my liver. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. It's just, it is, sounds like quite a lot. Yeah. In we, a short time. Yeah. We ended up in a, in a you know, in a little cellar at um, um, Mirko. His name's Mirko, a uh, friend of Voiko. Yeah. Um, we ended up at Mirko's house and he's got this little underground cellar and, uh, they, you know, we'd been drinking all day. So I don't really understand why we were there. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, well, now is the tasting. And we're like, oh, my God, okay. Oh, and wow. so we went from each barrel and instead of just like a little taste, it yeah. was a full cup wow. of each wine. And so Nico and I tried to like sneakily share a cup because we're like, we are so drunk. Um, but they're like, oh, no, no, here, you have to have one oh each. Oh, my God, it's sounding like I'm starting to get worried now. If it were me, I'd be like, oh, my God, it I was, just can't. Yeah. Anymore. I did think that I was, it was like, oh, I'm not okay with this. But yeah. then they brought out the cherry schnapps. Yep. And then you get the sour cherries and oh. eat three cherries in the bottom of each yeah. glass. And they say you have to eat them. And then after you eat them, they go, and that's where all the alcohol is. And you're like, oh, good. Oh, okay. Even oh, good. More. I needed some more. And then after we tried every wine in this yeah. in this little cellar, and this dank, you know, it's dank, yeah. dirty little cellar. It was great. Um, Mirko's like, oh, you know, you need some Riesling to take home for, for dinner. And I'm thinking, oh, my, what? Yep. I don't think I can drink anymore. But he gets a five-litre flask, big glass mm. flask, fills it up with Riesling and puts it in my hand yep. and I, off I toddle up the hill. <laughs> I so don't know how. Yeah, everyone's got their own barrels of Riesling at home, I imagine. Huge, yeah. huge barrels of it. Yeah. And then we go home and Voika says, and now um, now we need to uh, to eat a special dish. I can't, I can't remember what it's called, but yep. we need to eat another dish. Yep. Um, that you have to have after you've had a big drinking session. Okay. So it's potatoes that are yep. cut in half yep. and roasted to like roasted to the point where they've just like they're very you couldn't possibly okay. cook this potato anymore. It's, yep. it's so a whole cooked, roast potato, but okay. half. Yep. <clears throat> and then uh, it's a pork fat. Yep. That's got paprika. Okay. Um, mixed through it. Yep. Uh, and some other herbs, and it actually okay. smells like chorizo. Yeah, wow. And then you slather it. You don't just put like a little bit. You actually yeah. like heave it onto the half a potato. Yeah, like butter. But like a 
like yeah. a lot and then you eat it and wow. it's so good and you when you are that drunk and you've been drinking all day yeah. you're just like this is fantastic this is this is starch carbs and fat and spice and then you just gorge yourself on yeah. these potatoes and fat and paprika um yeah, it's and then you drink more more easily. Okay, <laughs> starting to get a bit stressed about all the drinking. I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. I have to move on from the drinking. I want to talk about food. I did too. That's why I got the train to uh, Hungary to get away from it. I want to talk about sausages because of course oh, Slovenia, I think, and that part of Europe is well known for its sausages. Mm. Did you have any good sausages? Uh, we had a lot of sausages. Yeah, yeah. Was there any sausages that were just like amazing? Um. I mean, yeah, they're related to drinking though. So now I'm like, maybe I shouldn't talk about Can we about just talk about sausage. the sausages without the... <laughs> no, um, were they pork sausages? Were they big sausages? Were they small sausages? I have, I have no idea, actually. Okay. There was just really good, um, lots of uh, lots of paprika-flavoured sausages in, uh, the, in on the Slovenian-Hungarian border. Yeah. Mm. And you said the sausages were called something else. There was You, you talked about Wendevar or... Vendavar oh. sausages. I just oh, I don't remember. Oh, okay, no worries. I can't remember. No, no, I just I absolutely can't remember what they're called. Um, no, but we we did eat a lot of them. I remember getting to the point where I said to Nico, I can't eat any more sausages and potato. Okay, wow. Like I just that I just would can't. be nice. Were you tempted to bring any uh, sausages or anything back with you? I did. We ate um, in Switzerland. Actually, I got really really into deer salami. Okay, deer. Okay, yeah, deer salami, and um, it was really good, like deer sausage. Yeah, because it's not quite salami. Yeah, um, it's not quite a sausage, but it's just called deer sausage. Um, and then and then we had a lot of that in Slovenia as yeah. well. Yeah, okay. I wanted to bring it home, but I wasn't sure about customs and bringing. Yeah, it. I think that could be a hard one to get through unless you're going to sort of smuggle it somewhere. Possibly best not to, really. No, no I'm not going to encourage anybody to be smuggling food no. into this country that you shouldn't be. Don't do it. I don't <laughs> want to know about it. No, definitely. Now, we're gonna, we've got a little bit more time, so we've, I, w- I want to talk about anything really unusual or weird that you ate. And we had a little talk about this fondue chinoise, oh, no. which you had in Switzerland. And it oh. was, it's kind of stayed with me, your description of so it. Gross. I know. <laughs> and, of course, because I, I think fondue and I think of cheese and mm. dipping bits of bread into melted cheese. And it's got a, you know, a lovely concept. But the fondue chinoise, which you said was very popular in Switzerland, has got really nothing to do with dipping bread into cheese. But it is about no. dipping something into something else. No. Yeah, I know. Um, Nico just came in the studio. <laughs> so I feel bad now. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's not um, listening. I don't think he's no, listening. No, he's not listening. It's fine. Um, no, he knows. I was I was very vocal. Well, obviously not in front of his um, family. family but, yep. um, no, I ate it. I ate it and that was something I ate. Yeah, okay. And I've done that and I never ever need to eat it again. Fondue chinois is literally Chinese fondue, mm-hmm. um, which I'm like, I don't know, I feel like don't tell the Chinese people <laughs> like that, that that's what the Swiss have done to their, to their food because yeah. um, it's weird. Uh, so I, I'm assuming it came about when um, people were, you know, starting to, to travel a lot more in the 50s and 60s and, and you know, um, I'm going to say, this is my theory, is that some Swiss people went to, to China and had hot pot and then went, ooh, hot pot. It's kind of like fondue, um, but better. And right. then they were like, we can incorporate we this. We can do this too. Mm, but we'll do it our way. Uh, and so it's kind of like, it's just red wine in a pot 
so much alcohol. I'm so sorry. So it's just red wine, like a lot of red wine, like yeah, two bottles different. of red is, wine yeah, okay. in, in your fondue pot. And then they put in um, like chicken stock um, and some Chinese five spice, uh, vermicelli noodles and a whole lot of wood ear mushrooms. Okay, so it's a little bit of sort of Chinese or Asian influence there. It's, go, it's, it's Bay, fusion. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then it's cooked and heated up and the smell is, for me, I mean obviously I didn't grow up in Switzerland so I don't find it comforting. I find it unnerving. Yeah. Um, so is everybody sitting around this as well? Yes. So it's, it's, a, it's a fondue sort of concept. Yeah, yeah. And then you have your little fondue forks yep. uh, and then you, you know, there's all the different meats. And so mm-hmm. you take your horse meat um, uh, and you put your horse meat and everyone puts the raw meat on the plate and the same plate that then they eat the cooked meat off, which I found a bit weird. Um, you put your, your raw chicken. Oh, raw ra- chicken even. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, your raw horse meat and your raw uh, beef if they have it and you put that on the plate and then... Um, then there's all these condiments like uh, and like a lot of mayonnaise, like six different kinds of mayonnaise. I didn't know that was a thing, but there you go. Yeah. And then you put your mayonnaise on and then you have your pickled onions and your all your pickles and your cornichons. And, mm-hmm. and then also to make it kind of Chinese, um, then there's like the, the corn, the baby corns okay. as well. And you put those on the plate yeah. and then you skewer your horse meat, you put yeah. it in your red wine nightmare pot yeah and you let that cook yeah and then you dip it in the mayonnaises and eat it with all the pickles and stuff oh it's not sounding very appealing at all what do you do with the um woody mushrooms and the vermicelli noodles are, are they, they just sit in the bottom of the pot that's no one, the thing no, no one, one really eats, them. eats them no they're just for flavor okay. oh, i thought oh yeah vermicelli noodles i'll yeah. eat that but they all just kind of like dissolve as a bit wow um and tell me about horse meat what does horse meat taste like um, it just tasted like beef, but okay. everything was kind of masked by the chicken stock red wine flavor. Right. I had no idea that horse like, meat was sold and eaten that um, like openly. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah really common. It's kind of everywhere we went in um, Switzerland. Yeah, um, there was a lot of horse salamis and things like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we went up to this uh, mountain view at one point in the Neuchatel region and there was this little stall and this lady was selling all the different sausages um, and salamis and it was, yeah, deer, wild pig and horse. Right. This is in Switzerland. Mm. Yeah. And did you find that was – were you kind of inspired with that sort of small village life up in the mountains even though it was winter? Um, Everyone does – it's not very communal. That was the thing that I found a bit – like there are elements of it that are so in the um, in in Neuchatel where Nico's aunt lives, they have a communal distillery once again, and oh. everyone it's such a big thing there. It's just yeah. literally everywhere you go um, that everyone grows their own fruits, so uh-huh. cherries and peat pears and all that, and then you take your bucket of fruit to the little the communal distillery, yeah, and everyone goes like at the same time, and you hang out while you wait for it to do its thing, and then you take your bucket of. Um, schnapps or um, Mirabelle home. Yeah. yeah. Back to alcohol. It is. Yeah. Wow. This is my, my, my trip. I'm on a detox since I've been home on because I, um, I'm worried I'm going to die. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got home. I said to Nico, we may have some serious issues. So, yeah. Um, so no withdrawals? You're 
Yeah. Okay. Let's not. No, I've go got there. coffee. I've got coffee. <laughs> so good to come back to Alice Springs. Do you coffee? It's great, isn't it? They're doing yes. such a lovely job of roasting. Yeah. Um, look, that's the show for tonight. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Laurie May's amazing mm. adventures. Um, next week, we've got a Valentine's special with Rachel Fowler, and we're looking at strawberries as well as what you could cook on Valentine's Day. It's a lovely idea to. Give the person you love, cook the person you love something. Is anyone growing strawberries in Alice Springs? I know that the community garden have got a strawberry patch there and mm. I'm going to go and check it out to see if it has any strawberries yet. But strawberries are they're a good price and in season sort of generally in Australia, but I'm not sure about Alice Springs. We're going to go out tonight with another of Laurie May's choices and it's a band called, or music, called Dubioza Collective. Yeah, my musical choices are much better than my life choices. Okay. <laughs> um, this song is called No Escape. Um, yeah. It's from the Balkan. It's got a video if you want to go and have a look at it on YouTube. But obviously on ACCC 102.1 FM, you're not going to see that video. So, look, thanks everybody for listening to Kitchen Radio and tune in next week. Good night. Thank Good you, night. Laurie. May. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Kitchen Radio. Thanks for tuning in. 